have an election to win. And we can only win that election if we are one, but two, most of all, if we are vigilant. And the MPP know it. The only way they have out of this election defeat that they are about to face is if they are able to rig the election. And for them, the least opportunity they get, they take advantage of it. Also tonight, selects female running mates. That's Fida Ghana's call to the leaders of the two main political parties as they prepare to select their running mates. Details as they push for 50% participation of women in political activities. Also tonight, did the GRA boss run away after the president ordered an audit into the SML deal? There were rumors that you, uh, you ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Are you back? <laughs> or indeed you ran away? <laughs> I cannot run away. Mm. They have no cause to run away. Mm. Uh, so there, there's nobody to be able to talk about that, that I ran away. I, I'm here and doing business. We have details of a statement from the authority demanding an apology from the North Tong MP for his social media post on the matter. And in business, Ghana received proposed debt restructuring terms from bilateral creditors, a move expected to aid IMF board meeting of the country in the coming days. And in sports, former Ghana international Larry Kinson charges Afghan debutants in the Black Star squad to be unfazed by the challenge the tournament presents. And much later, International Court of Justice begins hearing of genocide case against Israel brought before it by South Africa. The state of Israel shall, shall immediately suspend its military operations in and against Gaza. Two, the state of Israel shall ensure that any military or influence take no steps in furtherance of the military operations referred to. We have details of South Africa pushes for immediate ceasefire. All that and more here on News Night. You may want to join us with your thoughts and comments. Via WhatsApp is 055-1111997. Details after this break. Please do stay with me. Brother Bernard, Brother Bernard. Oh, yes. Onya, this morning, the hunger won't finish me. Oh. I bet. If we go buy, go back. This time, I want me to add small salad. Really? Small talia. Then soft cocoa. Specially made for me. Bear, you know how I they like customize my shoes. <laughs> because of what? The things that you they buy Vodafone made for me. Bando office. Eh? Star 530 has made a code to get the best value offers made just for you. With one Ghana City self, you fit do so. Hey, Brother Bernard. So you know Vodafone made for me bundles. Where you they hide them from me, eh? Oh, just dial South 530 hash. Vodafone made for me bundle offers. Go make you feel on top. Vodafone made for me shadow cook some unbeatable bundle offers give you. From voice data or voice plus data, I mean just for you. Make you just dial South 530 hash. And subscribe to the Vodafone made for me bundle offers. Or make you download the my Vodafone app today no. Vodafone, further together. Thanks for staying with us here on Newsnight. I am MFA Apau. Let's settle for details now. And tonight, businesses nationwide are reeling from the effects of intermittent power supply, causing widespread disruptions. While journeys checks in different parts of the country have revealed the situation is not only limited to the capital Accra, but also in the western region, central Ashanti regions, and many other parts of the country. Residents and persons who do business there want urgent government attention. While the minority and energy experts are pointing fingers are the government attributing the erratic power cuts to its failure to settle financial obligations to key players in the energy sector notably the West Africa Gas Pipeline Company Limited, WAPCO you've been hearing the discussions if you missed it on Top Story, but starting our coverage in the Greater Accra region, Kenneth Jesse visited communities that experienced power outages yesterday to provide a first account of the situation Parts of the capital and other parts of the country have been experiencing intermittent power outages in recent days, with some Ghanaians calling for a timetable from the Electricity Company of Ghana to prepare ahead of time. 
But how has this recent power outages impacted them commercially and domestically? Let's find out. It's been once a while. And then when they come, we have to off all our gadgets. It affects very most because without light, we can operate the coastal. So it's very, very, very bad. Do you understand? Very, very bad. So we are appealing to the government to come in our aid too. It affected us a lot. We were having a job on our hand, which is supposed to be de- uh, delivered for a Christmas program. And for some time now, we sat down without any job. So when we had that job, it was a huge amount of money that we were supposed to do so that we can settle our debts and so on. But unfortunately, we started a job, and uh, on the way, the light went off. So we sat down thinking maybe some two hours, three hours time, the lights might come. But we waited to no avail. The light couldn't come uh, down for us like that. say, light. There is no indication yet as to when this power crisis will come to an end. Reporting for Joy News, I'm Kenneth Jesse. Well, the situation extends beyond the capital as businesses and households in the Ashanti region also face the same challenges. Earlier, my colleague Nanabuachi Dankwaiyadom engaged some residents who are calling on the government to help end the situation. Quite recently, there has been frequent power cuts across the country. Today, we took to the streets of Kumasi to ask residents what is the power situation in their area. I really do experience the power cuts. It's affecting us. They should work on it for us. The unfortunate thing is that they don't give us prior notice before the light goes off. We have electrical gadgets which do get affected by the power outage. Our children are home and they need the light for their assignments. The light goes off and they turn it back on when we are far asleep. It's very worrying. We are unable to work when it goes off. Sometimes it goes off when we least expected it.
Well, we'll get to hear from the Deputy Energy Minister, Andrew Japamesa, giving us the assurance that this whole issue has been resolved, um, debts cleared uh, or paid up um, at least halfway or more than halfway um, to the West Africa Gas Pipeline Company Limited. But what's the situation in the Ashanti region? I'll take you to the Westing and the Central region as well. My colleague, Nana Bwachi Dankwayadom, joins us on the line uh, from the Ashanti region. Nana, um, you interacted with residents earlier after this assurance from government. What has been the situation, you'd say? Well, let me say, the Ashanti region hasn't been exempted from this intermittent power cut. In fact, throughout last week and this week, our checks indicate that the region, just like the Greater Accra region, has also been experiencing this intermittent power cut. Well, today, it looks as if the situation is not as it used to be yesterday, although some areas are still experiencing this intermittent power cut. So for now, it is still, it's not as critical as it was yesterday. But I can say that some areas are still experiencing this intermittent power cut, while other areas do have strong life. That's uh, my colleague Nanabwache Dankwayadom with updates on the situation in the Ashanti region. Uh, what's the situation in the western region? And my colleague Inathalia Kwanza joins us on the line. Inathalia, you interacted with some residents in the western region, but what has been the situation when it comes to power supply in your region? Well, Amesa, in my region, it has been intermittent right from the Christmas season to um, yesterday. Today, some communities have power, some others do not have power. I've interacted with some residents, and then this is what they have to say. The periodic taking out of these lights, this, this light off is, is affecting businesses. I mean, we, we, we can all see it. It's affecting the economy as well. But um, I think... Since since this has been happening for a period of time, we've all sort of managed to uh, find find sub, uh, subsidiary ways of handling these issues. Um, so for now, me personally, it's been affecting some of our household equipment and, and, and stuff at home. But I think it, it's something that has become something of a norm, which shouldn't be the case, but it's, it's sort of a norm right now. Of course, preferably would want uh, things to be improved. So preferably if we could get a stable... Uh, lighting condition throughout. Why not? It would always enrich the economy. It would always make things better. So I will not call this demusha, but then when it carries on consistently, then we see that things are going the way demusha is. Then I will say yes, that is demusha. But as at now, I cannot say we are in demusha. And even you see, anytime you want to make a comment, you look at where you come from. So where I come from. If I talk anything right now, they will say, because I'm here, you see that that's what I'm trying to So, so far, so we are in. Whatever happens, we are looking at the big man to solve or fix the situation. If they cannot fix it, we will wait for a better person to come and fix it for us. The effect that may have, it may, it may, it may have because uh, most of the businesses and companies are being run by hydroelectric system. So automatically, it will shut down many uh, jobs. In fact, you know, to try and do something good about it and just adjust the system so that people will be very convenient and very nice about it. That's um, some residents in the western region interacting with my colleague in Natalia Kwanza, who is our correspondent there. In the central region, the situation is no different. You can listen to some residents there. Please, it is only the evenings that markets are boom. Uh-huh. So in the evening when we are selling and there is no light and this place is dark, you have to pack and go. Because even in the day, daytime, the tips are worrying us. So how much more in the evening when you are in the dark? It is worse. Uh, at least 
if there is a, a, a power shortage or there is a fault somewhere, they should alert us so that we will know that this is what is going on. So we will prepare for it. But it shouldn't be like we are there, then they will off the lights. A whole day. Yesterday, they came around say something. When I went to my phone was off. I was cooking and I couldn't even find, I, I couldn't do anything. I, had, I just had to stay outside and wait for the light to come. It's really disturbing. So they should announce that, oh, there is um, a fault here we are trying to do. So if they, it, they said it's not doomed, so then they have to announce so that we will be away. Me wabra, na halaiti samdiye nye kwa she mitinu hum. Miti mika asame kwaye, miya kwaye asalu mfosi ya ma light off. Electricity issues here in Abra is heartbreaking. Have been unable to visit the saloon because of the power outages. As I speak to you now, I'm sweating badly because of the heat. It's been very distressing. Because lights and I know the age more. A dream is only a barber dance, one must say, Jim Light. And teachers are handed the light off for now. Like a person here, a chance is a if you move doom light out. We want them to give our prime notice whenever they intend to switch off our lights. Yesterday was worse. Well, that's um, the central region residents there interacting with us. But thankfully, uh, there's some good news. At least the Deputy Minister for Energy, Andrew Japamesa, tells me, he's been speaking to me on the midday news earlier. You've also heard him um, speak on um, Top Story a while ago with um, Samuel Kojobris. He's assured the power situation has been resolved. He admits the issue was caused by a delay in some payments to the West Africa Gas Pipeline Company Limited for gas supplied. Indeed, and in fact, um, there's some obligation that GMPC owed to WAPCO, uh, for which they made a demand sometime in December. Some payments were made uh, to WAPCO in December, uh, but of course they found it uh, insufficient. So they issued a threat that if we don't pay them by a certain date, which tend to coincide with the holidays, they were going to take it off. Uh, which is the reverse flow services that they provide for moving gas from the west to the east. We engage them whilst we work with Green Finance for them to make funds available to pay. Uh, or some delay. And so they pulled off the services uh, on Wednesday. Yesterday, Ministry of Finance uh, made funds available uh, and so they restored the, the, the service. Okay, so to suggest that intervening period where we're working internally to seek approvals to raise the funds to pay for which then led to wapco pulling their services for a day if you like amounts to a doom so that you and i experienced the protracted power outage over a four-year period uh, is really stretching it well mr uh, japamesa let's let's get this clear though at least from the figures that we got um especially from the minority for instance is that we're owing about some 30 million we paid 6 million which the um, wako says <coughs> was not enough due, uh, leading to that well, particular ma- that how much exactly okay. have we paid and how much are we owing wapco from your last well, check well it was 19 million uh 3 million was paid uh bringing the figure to 16 uh ministry of finance has made another 10 million payments. Uh, so what would be outstanding really would be some 6 million. Of course, we're having conversations with them on how that is paid. Yeah, I'm sure you that Dozo well, is not back. Okay. I mean, the, the long and short of it is that 
the doomsday says, right? Uh, she rest assured that. The ordinary person listening to you now wants to get the assurance because as I was coming to work this morning, my light was off. No explanation. What really is leading to the power cuts we are experiencing and when will it end? Uh, as of 10 p.m. last night, all the power uh, plants in the east have been brought on, on, on stream. And so as far as I'm concerned, there are no shortfalls in generation. Okay. But the point that I was making, I can assure the your cherished listeners and viewers if you're on TV as well. The issues have been resolved. Uh, Of course, it's a sector that has many issues that continually will keep resolving to ensure that the power supply is stable. That's the Deputy Energy Minister, Andrew Ejapamesa, with that assurance. Uh, wherever you are, you can uh, send us a message at 055 Let us know uh, the power situation in your area. Um, at least uh, the assurance was given today. Definitely there should be improvement uh, wherever you are. You can let us know. It's time to get into the election headquarters. Brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. And let's head to the Volta region tonight where the flag bearer of the National Democratic Congress, NDC, John Dramani Mahama, is appealing to party members to be prepared to take up roles as party agents in the upcoming elections. According to him, persons putting themselves up for the roles are often not competent enough, negatively impacting on the party's fortunes. You can listen to him speak at a stakeholder engagement as part of the Building Ghana Tour of the Volta region. We have an election to win, and we can only win that election if we're, one, I talked about it already, united, but two, most of all, if we are vigilant. Because the only way, and the MPP know it, the only way they have out of this election defeat that they're about to face, if they're able to rig the election. And for them, the least opportunity they get, they take advantage of it. And so please, vigilance is going to be very important. I really like the suggestion that was given that maybe we should even count the presidential ballots before the parliamentary. Because in the past, what has happened is, as soon as we finish counting the parliamentary and one person has won, then they pour powder on him, they go jubilating, go acclare fertility and some cold Guinness, and then before you see, they have gone to bed and forget that the presidential one is being counted. Whether they count the parliamentary or the presidential first, we must be vigilant until every single vote is counted and tallied. But it will help if they do the presidential because then there's interest in the parliamentary. We'll finish the presidential, we'll tally, and then they'll count the parliamentary. I know that everybody will say because the candidates are anxious to know what their fate uh, is. Well, the General Secretary of the party, Fifi Kwete, in his address to the party at Ketu, charged the party to unite for victory. He had a message for the flag bearer of the NPP, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Totally leave Baumia in our hands. We will absolutely take care of him this year. By the time this year is over, we will let him know his smoothness level. Every insult, everything he has done against John Mahama this year, we are going to let him have, what's the word? Hundredfold. We shall pour it into his bosom for the country to know that enough of the lies, enough of the deception, enough of the corn war that we have seen. But that's why we need all of us to be united. Because the battle ahead is going to still be a difficult battle. That's why Ketu South, we cannot afford to have any disunity. We cannot afford to have any situation where anybody thinks 
It's about me. It's about Ghana. It's about us. So the party must be number one. The country must be number one. Because Ghana cannot afford to have another four years of the total collapse that we have seen over the last seven years. Whether they like it or not, this year, they will go. Whether they like it or not, this year, they will go. Whether you like it or not, you will go. Because Ghana requires that there is change. The soul of Ghana is literally dying. They have brought this country so low. We need John Gramani Mahama to come back, to continue the work that Kwame Krumah started, that Jerry Rawlings took over, that Prof Mill started, and John Mahama brought. We need to continue that great work for the sake of our country. Akwenami. That's um, General Secretary of the NDC, Fifi Kwete, there in the Volta region. My colleague Nanayao Jima is with the team. And as and when we're able to reach him, we'll get him uh, for details of that two-day tour of the Volta region of the flag bearer of the NDC. Well, in terms of messages, um, this evening, um, FIDA Ghana has a statement and a call on the two main political parties and the various political parties as they prepare to select their running mates. Uh, we've heard uh, from the flag bearer of the NDC mentioned that by February, uh, we ought to know who uh, the running mate or his running mate will be uh, for the NDC. Well, FIDA Ghana wants the two main political parties to select a female as their running mate. Thankfully, we've been joined on the phone by one of the directors of FIDA Ghana, Susanna Aite. We are grateful for your time here on Newsnight. So really, uh, why would you want a running mate for the various political party to be a female? Thank you very much. Uh, for having me. Um, that's a question that you know um, needs to be um, answered promptly. We need a running mate as a female now, basically because for 60 years um, we had men actually dominating the political scene. Um, if you look at what um, the narrative says, um, it says that when you have, you know, new faces such as women. Um, appearing on your ballot, it actually broadens your appeal to a more and diverse set of voters. Um, don't forget that um, over the past four years or so, you had, you know, people who have actually become 18 years, and they are new voters waiting on the wings. They are also floating voters. So, what does you know any party um, have to really um, arrest the attention of these new voters? And if you have a new face, and certainly if you have new ideas, it does really help. And then I would say that it actually strengthens your links with the electorate. It's also a matter of gender parity, or what I would say gender inclusiveness, or what FIDA is asking for is gender inclusiveness. Mm. And if you look at, you know, the, the way the political parties um, do their things, it's based on a, mo- a male model. It doesn't really um, help women in any way to actually um, come up or show up. So most of the time, the processes marginalize women. Fortunately, over the past few years, um, as a result of you know advocacy activities, the space has opened a bit, where we have seen you know even registration fees for women actually reduced. But it goes more than that. And when it comes to you know finances, we all know that our politics is now very much monetized. 
And to get a woman to actually, you know, um, give up her personal assets to invest in politics, it's quite a difficult thing to do. See, that there are lots of priorities for women, and they will not actually put up a house, you know, or sell a house just to get into politics. And we don't have, you know, any public, you know, funds for women. So basically, if we had, you know, political parties that had gender-sensitive policies, that would be a perfect guide to help them to actually ensure that women show up in their political party structures mm-hmm. and, and candidates supporting them and in ensuring that, you know, we have uh, a woman as a running beat. Well, curious, then, though, Susanna, course, let me come in um, here yes, briefly please. on this. More often than not, when such proposals are put forward, uh, the, the key thing that we hear critics say is uh, the females ready to even take this up do we even have the women to take this up, at least when it comes to running mate, for instance? Is FIDA um, Ghana also working towards getting some of these females to put themselves up or put themselves out there to be able to become running mates? At least we saw we saw Jinana Opokwajiman previously as the running mate. Um, the NPP is also working towards getting a, fl- a flag bearer and so is the NDC as well. Do we have any names that we're actually working or pushing for these political parties to consider? Um, not really, but basically, I believe that the political parties, you know, know who the the, the women are, know the strength of these women, know what these women can bring to the table, mm. and like we actually stated, you know, the so-called smaller parties have shown the way. They have given us running mates who are women, and if they can find women, why not the two major parties that have actually, you know, taken turns. You know, taking over the reins of this government. I believe they have more than enough women that they can actually rely on to become um, running mates. When you ca- it comes to what FIDA has done, not only FIDA, but many of the women's rights groups, groups have actually taken you know, women through a lot of training. Mm. Now they don't really need that kind of training. They are asking for really uh, funding and support to be able to get you know, to the uh, table. And like we always say, um, this country has actually, um, hello. I, I'm listening to you, Susan. Yes, this country has, has ratified so many international human rights laws. Maputo Protocol, which is the African, you know, um, women's protocol. We have the CEDAW, the Convention of uh, Nation of Discrimination Against Women. We have signed on to all these. Our own national constitution tells us that women should not be discriminated against. And yet, still, time and time again, we've had about seven elections. This is the eighth election. So, so we are not seeing the women showing up. How do we? How can we still have women in in parliament at just fourteen percent? When you know countries like Uganda, countries like like um, Ethiopia, countries like Senegal, I mean, even Liberia, I mean, have shown the way. They, they've had a woman president. They've had a woman who was a vice president. I mean, what keeps us from getting one? And I think this is about time to change the narrative. Mm. And this election, we are appealing to and encouraging and advocating that all political parties should have, you know, women as remaining mates. But it doesn't matter which party wins. Whoever wins, there would be a, part, a woman 
as a vice you know, president. Okay, Susanna, we are grateful uh, for your time. That's Susanna Aite is one of the directors of FIDA Ghana, and you heard the call uh, to the various political parties, especially the two main political parties as they prepare to select their running mates. They ought to be females. Well, let me bring in Nanaya Ojima, uh, who is with um, the NDC in the Volta region, joins us now. Um, Nanaya, where have you been, and what's the situation where you are? So presently, the former president and the flag bearer of the NDC has sat down at City North constituency where he will be holding a town hall meeting and expected that the people within the City North um, constituency will meet him here and put forward their challenges. And these challenges will feed into the NDC's 2024 manifesto. So what he is doing is that he's on the building Ghana tour and Consents of people are being sought for the manifesto that the NDC will build for this election. Already, he has been to the Katie South constituency, um, where a community engagement was done, and also a law constituency and the South Tongue constituency. And what he has been telling the people is to be resolute and continue to have faith in the NDC. In 2024, he's expecting the voter rating to massively support the NDC, both the NDC and return the NDC to power to help salvage the situation in the country. He has been um, talking about how he hopes to ensure that the voter region is open to economic activity and help the socio-economic development within the voter region. He says that the, the voter region will continue to get a fair share of the national case when voted into power. The voter region has continuously voted the NDC and he thanked them for the support that they've given the NDC. Also, the voter region is assuring the um, flag of the NDC that in the next election they will ensure that all seats in the voter region is returned to the NDC. Mind you, the NPP now holds one of the seats in the region. So they are promising to work towards ensuring that the vote that is now with the NPP, the, the seat that is now with the NPP will come back to the NDC. Okay, that's my colleague Nanaya Ujima. They're taking us out of your election headquarters, brought to you by Petrol Soul, your clean fuel in full quantity. We'll go for business. When we return, the question remains whether the GRA boss actually ran away or not. There were rumors that you were you ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Are you back, <laughs> or indeed you ran away? <laughs> I cannot run away. Mm. I have no cause to run away. Mm. Uh, so there, there's nobody to be able to talk about that. That I ran away. I am here and doing business. We have details as the authority demands an apology from the Noftong MP. In the last few minutes, there's a statement also from the Noftong MP we'll be tackling shortly here on Newsnight. Business with George Riafe is here. You've been dealing with Runaway or not? Okay. Yeah. Really. Where did you meet him? Well, we were aware that he was doing some working visit to one of their centers. Okay. So we had to uh, see how we could uh, rush and then... Just George wait for him ways. to, mm. and then just cut him on our words and put these questions to him. And those were his response, um, as you you had there. Don't and give it all away. We'll give details of that after business. Well, let <laughs> me coming up. Ghana receives proposed debt retraction terms from bilateral creditors. A move expected to aid IMF board meeting on the country in the coming days. And Ghana Revenue Authority to give implementation date for the five new tax amendments from next week of the president signed them 
into law last week. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationers. And thanks. And also brought to you by Pepsodent, Charcoal and Herbal. When you want to eat, just Momo it. Tired of the long queues in the supermarket? Pay with Momo. When you really want that beautiful new blouse, just Momo it. When you want to get a trim and get fresh to impress you-know-who, just Momo it. When you need to pay your utility bills and domestic staff, Shani Momo. When you want to send love to the family back home, send some Momo. Join the millions of MTN Momo users all over Ghana and live life the brighter way. So just Momo it. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community One, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 Apply now for a degree in environmental engineering, fashion design, landscape design, interior design, business administration, economics, law, nursing, civil engineering, architecture, computer science, IT, theology, PharmD, and many others. Degrees are available on our campuses in Mutual, ICGC Christ Temple, Abosokai, and Kumase. Also enroll in our MBA with various specializations. Scholarships are available for needy but brilliant students. Call us on 0303-318-583 or visit our website at Central for more information, Central University, raising transformational leaders through faith, integrity, and excellence. The Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority, DVLA, has introduced a new online vehicle registration process. That's right. You can now log on to online.gov.gh to start your new vehicle registration process at the comfort of your location. Then, present your vehicle at any private vehicle test station with customs release documentation for verification and testing. Once that's done, you can visit any DVLA office for further vehicle inspection and biometric verification of the owner or authorized persons for your digital smart card. Yes, a smart card. No more paper documents and it's that easy. Log on to online.gov.gh today and start your new vehicle registration process now. DVLA, your safety are concerned. You're welcome back to Business 
on Newslight. Let's now settle for the details. And Ghana has received the proposed terms for restructuring of its debt with the bilateral creditors. That's according to reports from the Bloomberg News. There is more in this report. The Bloomberg News quotes Finance Minister Ken Oforiata saying that this term sheet should be sufficient for the International Monetary Fund to disburse some $600 million to Ghana. The Finance Minister noted they are reviewing the draft term sheet, adding that all the parties are in agreement so it can be described as a clearance to the IMF. The minister also indicated that as likely by tomorrow, they will be able to send what was needed to the IMF. The term sheet from the Paris Club group of creditors, including China, comes after months of negotiations to restructure as much as $5.4 billion. The delay had come about following concerns about the cut of date for restructuring Ghana's debt. Ghana started restructuring most of its public debt in December 2022 to qualify for a $3 billion extended credit facility program with the IMF. And that is a business tax report. Meanwhile, the IMF has signaled its preparedness to disperse the next tranche of funds once it secures the necessary assurance from the bilateral creditor. Julie Kozak is Director of Communications at the IMF, and she has been speaking at a news conference in Washington, D.C., USA, a while ago. On October 6th of 2023, so just a few months ago, our team reached a staff-level agreement with uh, the Ghanaian authorities for the uh, first review of the program. And once uh, our executive board uh, completes the review, this would give Ghana access to 600 million US dollars in financing. To ensure timely completion of the reviews, official creditors and the Ghanaian authorities will need to reach agreement on a debt treatment consistent with the objectives of the program and in line with the financing assurances that creditors had provided in May of 2023. Uh, Discussions between Ghana and the official creditor committee are ongoing. Good progress is being made and we're confident that an agreement can be reached soon so that we can rapidly bring the uh, program uh, to our board. So that is Julia Kozak. She's director of communications at the IMF speaking Washington, D.C., USA, a while ago today. Now, still on this issue, Joy Business understands that the IMF board could be meeting on January 18, 2024 to consider uh, Ghana's program. The IMF initially had set two days for consideration. They were January 11, 2024 and January 18, 2024 for its board to meet on Ghana depending on how Ghana is able to quickly reach a deal with the official creditor committee. Two other stories. The Ghana Revenue Authority has indicated that it would roll out a date for implementing the five new tax amendment bills from next week. Now, this was after President Akufuado signed these taxes into law on December 29, 2023. There have been concerns about the date that businesses should start charging these taxes. Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority, Reverend Dr. Amisha Dawosom, has been giving more details when we caught up with him in town today. We are working on it and very soon we'll come out with the exact date. So you give us, uh, by next week, we'll be able to come out with the exact mm. date that will put them into effect. So next, uh, next week, because some have seen that because the president has given his assent, it means that legally it should take effect. Can you help us with some education there? No, you know, normally we have to look at the various taxes that are involved. In some of them, if the effective date could still start from the time, time of assent, it depends upon the nature or the way of the collection. And some of them, it will become difficult for you to start from that date of their ascent. So it all depends on the individual taxes. 
Uh, by next week, we'll be able to come out and let the public know exactly. Uh, and that regulation will tell us on when the, the takeoff and all the various tax pipe and everything. Yes, we'll do that. So that is how we are going to manage it. Uh, and that is the Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority, Reverend Dr. Amishadai Owusu Amwa. Now, Executive Director of the Africa Center for Retirement Research, Abdullah Musud, has described as inadequate the increase in the pension indexation. Now, SNIT today announced an increase in the index for reviewing the monthly payment for SNIT by 15%. Amashud says SNIT could have done better. If they could have done better, uh, I believe uh, the, the, the fixed rate of 10% is highly inadequate and is going to subject uh, pensioners to a lot of hardship in 2023. You won't be able to compete very well in the pricing market. I mean, it's going to subject pensioners to a lot of, uh, what do they call it, uh, hardship in the year 2023. And it has a lot of implications. One, you are this way, if you don't adequately uh, uh, index pensions, what you are basically doing is that you are opening the economic gap between the retired population and the working population. And that presents a development challenge. But when you don't, when you don't analyze the full picture, I, 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 I hear the uh, Inspector General of uh, the Social Security Administration hammering so much on sustainability. We haven't really gotten to the point where we need to begin to cut down benefit because of sustainability. Abdullah Mashid is the executive director of the African Center for Retirement Research. Now, senior manager at financial advisory firm Deloitte Ghana, Dennis Brown, has advised businesses to factor other macroeconomic indicators before drafting the budget for this year. According to him, this will ensure sustainability. He spoke earlier today on Marketplace as part of our advisory series for the year. One of the uh, mistakes individuals make when they are drawing up a budget is not to take stock of their financial situation and personal economy. And all they do is just look forward and say, well, I want to achieve this financial goal this year, and so I'm setting out a budget to take me there. And normally, such things become just wishful thinking. What you want to do is to assess and take stock of your financial situation. What are your assets? What are your liabilities? What are your mandatory expenses, if you have any of them? What are your income sources and the, and the amount of income that you're able to generate from those? Once you understand you know, finance, your financial situation, which you can also say is your personal economy, you're in a very good position to you know, target properly what you want to achieve with the budget. And that is uh, Dennis Brown. He's a senior manager at financial advisory firm uh, Deloitte Ghana. Now, tech company Dimension Data in Ghana has now come under a new ownership and will trade under a new name following a management buyout by Yet uh, Atakwe, who has been leading the company for at least 16 years. A statement from the company copied to Joy Business said, Mrs. Now, Ms. Atakwe has actively promoted the company, supporting and working in the ICT industry in Ghana for over 25 years she's considered as a champion of women in business together with the management team of dimensions data ghana she has led the company to achieve significant growth and more than double its employee base during her 16 years as the managing director and that's all uh, for business on news night interesting development when it comes to the imf program mm -hmm. the disbursement and also the gra commissioners uh, speaking on this whole development. Thank you very much, George. And now that you've taken us to the GRA, we'll stay right there. And you've been interacting with him. When did you say he returned to Ghana? 
It looks like he came in last night. Okay. Well, and that's um, George Riafing. We'll be hearing uh, from uh, Reverend Amisha Dai shortly, the GRA commissioner, on this. But um, earlier, there was a statement from the GRA on this particular issue about uh, the GRA commissioner running away from town following the order by President Kufuado for an audit by KPMG into uh, the deal they have with SML. My colleague Maxwell Baba joins me in studio uh, with what we are learning when it comes to this particular issue. Maxwell, so we have a statement from the GRA. What does it say? Exactly. Um, it says the attention of the Ghana Revenue Authority has been drawn to a Facebook post by Samuel Okujitua Blackwell in an online publication captioned um, GRA boss absconds over SMLGRA investigations. It says management of the GRA wishes to categorically state that the Commissioner General of GRA, Reverend Dr. Mishadai Uzuamua, has not absconded as stated in the said publication. The Commissioner General is currently on a scheduled six-day leave which had been approved a month ago. Um, Reverend Dr. Uzuamua will resume work on Monday, 15th January 2024. While on leave, every engagement that is required of him or GRA in the audits by KPMG is being diligently attended to either by himself or one of the commissioners. Now, it 